do our laws need to change when it comes to disclosing HIV status to a partner? And that's what a Barry woman wants now that her conviction's been overturned. So here's the background on this case. This woman was convicted of aggravated assault in 2013 after failing to disclose to her partner that she was HIV positive. So the sex was, in fact, consensual. But the woman had a, an undetectable viral load, so she didn't think she could pass on the virus. So no condom was used, and, well, I guess her partner wasn't very happy about that. She would end up with a three-year sentence but earlier this year, an appeal court overturned her conviction on the expert evidence that the woman's undetectable viral load meant she was no realistic possibility of transmission of the virus. So she now wants the laws change, and she also wants others convicted of this same crime to have their convictions overturned, to which I thought, what would Joe Newberger say? And I'm sure his head exploded. Joe Newberger joining us now. Of course, he's with Newberger. And uh, Law, good to have you, Joe. I haven't talked to you in ages. ages. I know. Thank you for having me on, Alex. This is a slippery slope. You know, I've covered a lot of cases in my earlier days involving uh, men who lied to their partner and gave them HIV. One of the cases I covered was uh, the Percy Whiteman. This one was uh, way back in 1997, but he ended up getting HIV from a woman who was a stripper. He he later married her, but uh, he was a high-profile case. But I've covered a number of these where women's or people's lives have been destroyed um, not by having any transparency. So this, you know, I'm not saying HIV people should be punished or shamed in any way, but it becomes, I think, an issue, Joe, of, Whose rights matter? Does someone not have the right to know the sexual history of a partner? Or does the person with a health issue have the right to privacy and a shame-free life? Yeah, no, this is a a very interesting issue. Um, And as you frame it, it it puts into, um, you know, basically a battle between privacy rights and the right of another person, uh, frankly, which I think goes to the, the informed nature of their consent to sexual activity. And we've mm-hmm. seen this, you know, sort of play out in the Supreme Court of Canada now recently in another case about condom use. So I, I think this is actually quite dangerous. And the court ultimately rejected that they should do away with the realistic possibility of transmission test for a number of, of important reasons. And I think it's it, because as science changes, but as, but as viruses may change, um, you can't do it on a broad spectrum. It has to be on a case-by-case basis to ensure that the individual who is uh, in question has been using the medication uh, appropriately, that the levels haven't gone up. Um, it depends on how many times an individual has sex with that other person. So there are a lot of factors at play in the Supreme Court, uh, or the Court of Appeal looked at a lot of issues here um, and ultimately found that it was not something where they could do away with, with that test. And I think that's the right decision. There could be other cases out there, not that I know of, but there could be other cases out there where, um, and, and I'd be surprised that they're still out there, that the expert, the right expert evidence hasn't been called. If that was mm. the case, you know, the courts would certainly open up to hear that and get the scientific evidence uh, to establish, that, in fact, the conviction may have been unsafe. But to go to the extent that they want to have this test removed so you never have to disclose would mean that we're relying upon people's diligence in taking medication and relying upon uh, a virus not to change or the efficacy of medication not to change, and I think that's problematic. Well, yeah, I think it's problematic, but if you're with somebody and they turn to you and say, do you have X, Y, or Z, um, and you say, I'm not telling you, I mean, or you don't say it, um, how how do you get around that one? I mean, under the, under the Canadian law now, 
if you have HIV, um, you know, you don't have to disclose it, I guess, as current rules are, if it's understood that the, the, the person has a low viral load. But again, there are a lot of unknowns. So I don't know how they get around it. Like if someone asks you, do I need to know anything about you before we do this? And you don't disclose that. Um, again, we get into well, who, who has the rights here. Right. And I, I think this is a decision that may have to be made by government as opposed to the courts. Um, and, and we have to determine, you know, which, which takes precedent here. Is it the privacy to not disclose medical conditions or is it the right of a person to know whatever chance there may be of some disease being transmitted? And mm-hmm. I think it's, I, I, you know, if you're ever in a situation where you ask a partner, you know, is there something I should know about your health condition? Um, and they don't want to disclose, then obviously you're not in a trusting, bonded relationship where you can rely on your health for that, you know, that person to take care of it. Even though, well, and I don't like Tinder. Do... I yeah. mean, like most people, like like we have so many platforms where people just hook up, whatever. But I just uh... dangerous. You know, I'm not sure those. Well, and, and, yeah. and well, no, we're not just talking about you know AIDS. We're talking about other diseases yeah. and and then and many other things. So. Um, it's wonderful that the uh, treatment has gotten to such a sophisticated level with this art treatment that, you know, the viral loads are undetectable and, and you cannot, you know, in scientific basis, transmit the disease. That's fantastic. It's still not mm-hmm. cured. Um, but, you know, as life goes on, I mean, I think if you're asking a partner and you're seeking consent, both of you are seeking consent to sexual activity, that informed consent may very well mean telling them about a communicable disease. That, yeah. That's an opinion I have. Um, if it offends people's rights to not disclose, then, you know, you have to pick your partners accordingly. And, um, you know, some partners may not ask or care. I don't know. You know, I don't think this is discriminatory in nature. It's just a fact of life. It's We've just come through a pandemic. Who knows? There may be other issues on the horizon. We know that monkeypox had uh, reared its, uh, itself up. So we see that as, as we move forward, because of our environment, uh, m- more viruses are coming forward. So w- where do we have this clash and how do we settle it? I don't know what the answer is, but I, I think it's an important question. I'm happy that you know, the court decided for a number of reasons that they couldn't make a broad uh, holding to negate the realistic possibility test. Yeah. And to your point, I mean, this will become a government issue because this government, the Trudeau government, is already looking into these reforms. They've um, put together a standing committee on uh, recommended uh, justice reforms back in 2019. So they're looking at creating a specific criminal code offense for actual transmission of infection, infectious disease, including HIV. And I suspect, uh, Joe... Um, you know, a lot of advocates have been fighting for this. They see this as an issue of discrimination, um, you know, of allowing someone to live uh, privately and not feel like they're, they're, there's something wrong with them. All fair enough. But again, it's going to come down to what the balance is here. And uh, that balance, as we've seen with this particular government, I'm not certain we've got the balance that we need when it comes to these uh, criminal matters. No, I agree with you. I think the, the current government that we have has failed miserably at the criminal justice uh, file that they have. I don't think they've done a, a good job. I think they've set us back uh, in many ways. I'm concerned. I've seen some of the submissions on this issue, 
And mm-hmm. you're right, it's, you know, there's a strong argument about discrimination. But when we're talking about intimate relations between people and the chances of transmission of diseases that can cause considerable harm or in some cases maybe death, you have to have strike a balance between privacy and the right to know and what really is informed consent. And I think that's at the heart of it when we talk about sexual activity, what is informed consent? And right. that may very well mean that it breaches your privacy to some extent. Yeah, and on the flip side, though, um, if this is uh, the criminal changes uh, that are made, but there's always the civil. Um, would, if they change the criminal court, you could still take this into a civil uh, court and say, look, my, my life has been altered forever, uh, whether it's psychologically and or uh, your physical health. But this could very well push a lot of these cases into the civil side. Yeah, I mean, you know, if God forbid somebody were to uh, contract uh, a disease and it impacted them, they could sue for damages. It depends on whether the partner... Or psychological, uh, like what if you find out someone, maybe you would be alarmed by that and say, look, I have a right to know I've been worried for months and months and uh, you could do it on psychological grounds, maybe. You're right. But then the question is what, what, what monetary damages flow from that is probably not very high, and then you would still have the discrimination issues in the litigation yeah. by way of what your human uh, rights uh, legislation is. So, I, you know, I see that problematic. I, I, mm-hmm. I, you know, this is definitely going to be decided by government. I think it needs to be balanced legislation dealing with privacy rights, but also what is informed consent, and that goes for everybody, male and female. Yeah. And I just think we live in an era where viruses can mutate, things can change. There may be another type of... Uh, disease that comes along. And so we have to think forward. We can't think just backward. Think, yeah. Life is changing, and we've seen it now, and it's going to continue to change with respect to viruses and infections. So I think we have to have very carefully balanced and constructed legislation. Good luck Stay to the tuned. Trudeau government to draft it. Yeah, I, I very much wish some luck, but we'll keep an eye on this one. I wanted to put it on the radar because I do think it's a very uh, important case to, to keep an eye on. All right, Joe, I appreciate your time. Always hope you're well, and we'll have you back. Thank you, Alex. Take care. Be well. Joe Newberger, partner over at Newberger um, and Partners. So keep an eye on that one. You are listening to 640 Toronto.